0: Hey baby gorgeous, keep blazing. Yeah.
1: Today we have the co-owner of Vita Tequila, Jack Henry Spirit, Fresh Wolf Men's Grooming, and the official... Mr. Baby Gorgeous, otherwise known as Mr. John Barlow. I I
0: think my official title is Lisa Barlow's husband.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's no secret that Lisa Barlow is my favorite housewife of all time. And I just love so many things about her, mostly. And it's weird because I never had a favorite housewife ever until Lisa Barlow. (laughs) And obviously I don't know you guys personally, and I am well aware that, you know, I'm just seeing like clips on TV. It's very highly edited and produced. So I don't know you personally, but in my mind, from what I see, I see Lisa as, you know, a super smart and savvy entrepreneur. I love, you know, like how she stands up for her values, how she's building an amazing empire with Vita and Fresh Wolf and everything. Um, that she has that hustle the way you guys raise your kids teaching them to build their own empire and especially how you are breaking the stigma of alcohol in Mormonism for me that I think that's really amazing being a cannabis advocate it's kind of like what I'm living through right now as you know we're we're reversing prohibition, the laws are changing, things of that nature, but also I love how you guys give back to your community and organizations you care about, so thank you so much for being here, this is such an honor, I feel very grateful right now. Um, No, thanks,
0: I appreciate the opportunity, it's, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, every way you describe Lisa is how she is, Um, what you see, from the show, even with the editing, is how she is in real life. I mean, she's, some people put on personas and they think, okay, this is what the audience wants to see. This is what I should be acting like. And Lisa's like, I don't, I'm gonna be me. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. We Something we kind of laugh about now wasn't so easy, but at the end of filming the first season, before anything aired or anything we were like oh that was great it's gonna be awesome they're gonna love us or you know Lisa's like everybody's gonna be happy with me couldn't have been more opposite because of the way right. other people have been portrayed Lisa and yeah. so it was it was grueling because she's like I'm just trying to be me and people are calling me a bad yeah. mom and this and that and, and so but it's you know it's it's balanced out
1: <laughs> I mean my hat is off to you all for putting yourself In this position where we're all watching your lives. I mean, it's, I can't imagine just being in that position at all. I get weirded (laughs) out when a camera's near me. I'm like, my friend, she had a videographer for her wedding, and the camera would like come in our face while we were getting Uh ready. And I stopped mid sentence (laughs) every time (laughs) because I was just like, what are you doing? It's just so weird. But I guess you get used to it, right?
0: You do. Yeah. I mean, it's, kind of one of the questions we get a lot is are there cameras in our house 24 hours a day or you know they're constantly monitoring us and it's not like that it is pretty structured um but we're not told what to say or anything like that so you know if the conversations are real um you know some of the things that we're talking about right now with season three being filmed is uh deal with my being adopted being and and finding birth parents and stuff like that and so we have some pretty real conversations about it and which is harder on me than I think Lisa but in a way it's harder on her because she didn't know how she didn't how do I put this she heard me but didn't listen (laughs) if you want to put it that way (laughs) and and so it's you know they're all they are real and like I said before I mean we're how you see us really is how we are I mean I'm I'm a constant work in progress as far as a no husband hard. goes or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I've am i learned over the years that it's better to stay quiet and listen and see if she <laughs> wants me to actually give any responses. Um, and I've learned that the hard way and I'm still learning it.
1: <laughs> Can you call my husband? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't quite gotten there yet, but.
0: <laughs> it, it's hard because we'll, you know, we, Lisa and I obviously spend a lot of time together and she'll be talking and just brainstorming and in my head I'm like okay just you know I start to say well just do this or you know this or that and I've had to really rein myself in as far as doing that (laughs) it's not always welcome
1: (laughs) happy wife happy life that's all I'm gonna say
0: (laughs) It is. No, I agree. And I I'm totally cool with that. I'm all for it.
1: <laughs> well, I do have some Lisa specific questions before we go into some other bigger topics. Sure. But, um, yep. you're currently continuing to grow Vita and Fresh Wolf. Create you're currently creating a Vita inspired hard seltzer.
0: Yes. Yes. So we yeah, so Vita um is our baby. I mean, we've been working on Vita for a long time now. And um, still growing. And we decided to start a hard seltzer kind of during the pandemic because yes. with, with the pandemic, there are a lot of supply chain issues and everything. Yes. And, you know, we import the tequila, obviously from Mexico. Right. And so we're dealing with glass shortages and all sorts of other issues. Yeah. And so we were just thinking, we're like, you know, we got to figure some way to do something with Vita, but here in the US, I mean, you can't mm-hmm. produce tequila obviously in the United States right? and hard seltzers, RTDs, you know, ready to drink cocktails are kind of a hot topic right now. Yeah. And so we partnered with a company here local and uh, we're creating a hard seltzer. It's going to, we're going to have a mule, a margarita and a, a kind of um, Paloma. Oh
1: my and, gosh. It's so exciting. Yeah,
0: no, we, we are so jazzed about it because it's going to be out probably by the end of the end of summer, I think. And so cool. it's, it's neat because it's a, it's a seltzer, so there's actually no tequila in it, but it's Vita-inspired because the company we work with, and we're intrigued by this, so we gave them bottles of Vita because um, it's based off our Blanco and our Reposado, uh-huh. and they sent the tequila to a factory that actually um, shoots the tequila, I guess the best way to put it, into like a vaporizer or something like that. And it pulls out all the different flavor profiles from that the I, from really our cool. brand, yeah. Oh. And then it's going to put that in the seltzer.
1: That and is so cool.
0: Yeah, so we're real excited about it.
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that technology existed.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't either.
1: Wow,
0: I, I've been dealing with just growing agave plants, and so that's <laughs> about that's where I was. I've been.
1: Well, speaking of technology, you're here today so that we can talk about cryptocurrency, which (laughs) I know is kind of like, it's a buzzword, but it's also like a trigger word for some people, I feel like, (laughs) but I love, like, I'm super interested in cryptocurrency right now, so I am really excited to talk to you about it, and even, like, the story behind it really is that, excuse me, um, I think it was, it was either your moms are watching or a person, but also a mom. They're on Instagram. They posted a picture of the Mona Lisa, but they put Lisa Barlow's face on the Mona Lisa. Oh and okay. I was dying. I was like, I love this so much. I would buy it as an NFT. And, then, okay. and that's what got me. So I was like, oh my God, I wonder if Lisa Barlow has NFTs. And then I was like, why don't I just ask her? So I messaged her, and I'm like, "Do you and John like? Is that part of your portfolio?" Um, and she said, "Actually, yeah, but John does it yeah. all." So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Should I message her, and I'm I can imagine she is so busy and does not have time (laughs) to like DM me on Instagram. So I wasn't really expecting anything. I was like, I don't have time for this. So I just messaged you directly. Yeah, that's fine. But while I was, while I was messaging you, she was like, yeah, just talk to him. So thank you so much for coming here because that's where it all originated from. And it just so happened that week, you said you went to a cryptocurrency conference.
0: Kind of, sort of. Yeah. So we I agree with you as far as the the views of crypto, you know, I feel like you're, we're ready to drop off the grid, you yeah. know, by doing crypto and everything like that. Um, <laughs> All and, right. it is, and it is fascinating. I'm, I'm, truth be told, I'm not an expert. I'm just still learning. I'm, a, I'm at the you know tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And the conference that I went to was actually for NFTs.
1: Oh, okay. uh,
0: and so there's an, a local company here created, it's called the GM Groundhogs and so that's their their nft and um they're kind of a friend of a friend and so that's how we got introduced to it and so the conference i went to was kind of a gathering of the minds and so that's something that i find intriguing with the whole cryptocurrency and nfts it's a it's a community where everybody wants to work together so that everybody can grow and blossom yeah and it's so contrary to you know kind of businesses these days where yeah. it's so cutthroat. And so it was, it was pretty neat. Um, and the Lisa did, she, I think she posted on her Instagram, the groundhog NFT that they provided for us. Um, oh, and, and I think, I think that company, they created a, around 2000 NFTs and I believe they sold out within like three or four hours. And and it was some guys that were just going to do it part-time and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, this is our full-time job now.
1: <laughs> well, offline, I have an idea for NFTs that we can talk about. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tell the world. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh- <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not
1: yet. Not yet. Yeah. So um, no, this is great. I'm, I'm super pumped. But before we get into all, you know, all the details of cryptocurrency, I just have to talk about Lisa one more one last time
0: <laughs> oh sure yep
1: <laughs> so I have a couple Lisa Barlow questions and they should be quick so okay. what is your favorite Lisa Barlow quote
0: my favorite Lisa Barlow quote wow um well the one that seems to be getting a ton of play is the high baby gorgeous you know <laughs> I and with with Henry and it, it's fun for me because that is totally her. Like she's been calling Henry baby gorgeous for years now. Oh
1: my god, that's so And funny. it,
0: it's funny because she has these little Lisa isms that uh, just come naturally, you know, it's just her talking. And so it's just so funny what people pick up on. And yeah. I, I think what was it? She was, she got tagged in a bunch of reels or something of people reenacting, you know, hi, baby <laughs> I gorgeous. I missed her. you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so yeah. it's just kind of funny.
1: I love that. I actually made my baby gorgeous. Oh, thing. no way. I made high baby gorgeous shirts for my two youngest, my toddlers. And I made one awesome. for myself. I don't have it on right now, but that is um, great. <laughs> yes. We love baby gorgeous. Uh, my favorite Lisa Barlow quote right now is, are you disrespecting John Barlow? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, cause I was thinking that too. I'm like, she disrespected John Barlow, but um, yeah, that was,
0: that was an interesting that, that one. Um, so that's from the reunion, right? Yeah. 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 It was, that one was crazy because, you know, kind of behind the curtain, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but whatever. Um, <laughs> for the first season reunion, um, it was Justin Sharif and I, we were the only ones in attendance. They had us in a room and we were watching the whole reunion play out, you know, real time. Oh my
1: gosh, Yeah. And it was
0: probably like eight to 10 hours and so we were watching the whole thing and you know we'd be just shoot, shooting the breeze and everything like that but then if like Whitney and Lisa started going at each other Justin and I would just kind of sit back and you know just kind answer. of sit there and just watch it then as soon as it ended then we get back to talking and everything <laughs> and so for this season two reunion um we were there and they had us in a room again but they had no feed and we asked them we're oh. like why are, you know how can we're not watching and so we didn't get to see any of it. So I, you know, I happened to be in Lisa's trailer. Thank goodness for the first break because yeah. she came storming in, just pissed because of, you know, stuff that had been said and, yeah. and you know, her having I mean, to defend me and our ability to vacation, so, <laughs> essentially. That
1: was so stupid. Yeah, it was so dumb.
0: Yeah. And but so, I think but, that's
1: why we we all love Housewives because we kind of like, we get a glimpse into what most people can't do, which is get on a yacht or whatever. <laughs> and we kind of like that. It's still relatable in a way where you're like, really, this is what you're getting mad yeah. about. And it's petty stuff, but. Yeah. At least but it was then, it, taking it. <laughs> like she did really well. She did really
0: well. It was, it was hard. We, it's funny because at least to me, it's funny, maybe not to some other people, but. At the end of the day, I was asking one of the producers, how come we couldn't watch it? And yeah. apparently it was because of season one, Robert Sr., Mary's husband, mm-hmm. he was watching it remote because he wasn't there, So, but he was watching the feed also. So seeing all the questions to Mary and everything, he came in real hot and really pissed oh. off. And so the producers were like, we can't have husbands coming in angry. And so really, it was probably good that I didn't watch it because I might have come in yeah. a little bit, a little what? bit upset.
1: That's actually surprising. I feel like Bravo would do the opposite.
0: <laughs> if yeah. They
1: want you guys to come in and be like, ah. Right?
0: Uh, yeah, I think they want to try to keep the, the bickering between the housewives.
1: <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that because um, I had some fan questions and they were about that. They were asking, are you allowed to hang out with the other husband? So it sounds like you are for both mm-hmm. seasons you were. Um, Do you see what's going on while you're waiting? First season you did, second season, no. Um, And then what do you do while you wait? So that's great. You hit (laughs) all of them pretty much. Someone did ask, what are the reunion craft services like? They want to know about the snacks.
0: The snacks. They have, um, they provide lunch and dinner. um, And, but it's not the best. I mean, it's almost like microwave type food. Um, not very good and (gasps) and then but they have it's funny because they do have plenty of alcohol and so they want people to come in all loosened up and everything I I make sure to not that I'm a huge drinker anyway but I I make sure to be as clear-headed as possible (laughs) because the last thing I want to do is say something really dumb
1: (laughs) right I mean there's so many cameras there but um one of the other fan questions was who sets up or plans the husband activities like do you come up with an idea and say hey sharif let's go do this or do i producers think do it
0: it's probably uh I are don't you know not if it's, allowed like, to, if you're not i don't know to yeah it's it's, okay. i think it's well it's it's more i think everybody pretty much knows it's more producer setup, production yeah. setup, and then they they kind of play it off like okay john said hey let's all yeah. i'll have the guys all get together and oh, and so and i know um you know, and it's, you know, there's only so much we can do as guys, you know, you've got golfing, you've got sitting in a bar, you've got, you know, going to restaurants or whatever. There's not a whole lot more we can do as dudes.
1: <laughs> so you don't think there's going to be a real house husbands of Salt Lake City someday?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we'd be too boring. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think we're good for maybe one scene or something like that. That's about it.
1: <laughs> I really enjoyed the husband scene, especially um season one. I liked it.
0: It's nice. I, I feel very fortunate because I think the guys are great. Um, you know I think Justin's a great guy. Do uh, who else? Um, Seth. Seth, Seth yeah, is great. Um, things are interesting with T and I right now due to various rants. Um, and then you know Coach Shaw is amazing. And so, you know, I think it's very fortunate that we've got a cool group of guys. At least I think they're cool. Hopefully they think I'm cool too, who knows?
1: (laughs) Are there new, there's new husbands too. Have you met the new husbands yet?
0: Yeah, there's nobody's official yet, but there's, um, so there's one um, lady, her husband's name is Sean. And uh, we've known them for a while, actually. They own uh, hair salons uh, throughout Utah and a few other states. Um, He's very cool. And then there's another, um, I think his name is Ernesto. I've only met him once and he was, he was real nice. I, it was, they had the guys get together um, a few, probably a month ago or something like that. And that was when he kind of got introduced to the, the guy group, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think he was trying to figure out how to interact. And so it was, it was just, it was interesting. It
1: must be be kind of different going into your second and third season versus your first right I mean how do you feel now that you're in your third season
0: um I you know I'd probably say I definitely feel more comfortable you know like you were mentioning with the cameras and everything (laughs) Uh, you know I always have it in the back of my mind don't say something dumb (laughs) that's going to at least, you know, that will make Lisa mad at me or anything like that. (laughs) Um, You know, that's the last thing I want. I'm the, the focus is on housewives. I'm not there to draw any attention to me. And, and so I want to make sure that all the positive attention is on her and everything. Um, But definitely more comfortable, you know, as, as you asked that, I'm just envisioning, because what we did is we all got together at coach Shaw's house uh, for barbecue and we were just sitting around the table and it's kind of funny to me, is that, you know, Seth was there, Justin was there, Coach Shauna, and I were there, and then Sean and Ernesto, and you could definitely tell the four of us that have been around this were more comfortable, like, yeah. not worrying about any, any outlying, you know, people watching, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, unless, I can't imagine, I don't know if I could ever be on camera like
0: <laughs> I'm sure you could be, I mean, it, this is, I mean, I am
1: technically right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're great at it, so I, I don't think you'd have any problems.
1: Thank you. So my other question about Lisa is, how many Lisa Barlows do you count at night?
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? She doesn't go to sleep, so I count quite a few.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Nice. It. Yeah.
0: No, it's it, she. Her, her brain is constantly, constantly running, um, and especially during filming, it's tough because you know, she'll wake up at two or three in the morning after just going to sleep at one and oh, start gosh. checking her phone for different things or, you know, something just jumped in her head. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm an extremely light sleeper. And so if I happen to be asleep, then I'm like, oh, I'm awake. So probably, you know, at least a couple hundred, probably, I would say.
1: <laughs> I love that. Um, same. <laughs> so um, I don't think that Jack has a big head. Is Lisa still mad about that?
0: it's still she she remembers to the you know I mean it's it's the the same uh, gas station where we go to get cokes now I mean that's where so she knows exactly where we were yeah oh
1: my god Uh, and
0: so we know exactly you know the I don't know if she knows the exact day or day and time but you know she can pinpoint it pretty accurately Um, Wow. and so no he he definitely we didn't think he had a big head when he was younger and he's definitely grown into you know his his head and his body just fine
1: (laughs) I was was mostly just making a joke I I thought that was so funny when she said I know
0: it's kind of a stretch for you know hey I can relate (laughs) but it's still you know it's pretty funny
1: well was just funny that she remembered Mm -hmm. it too that it was like it was what 15 years ago yeah yeah
0: it had to be he's 17 now so yeah probably 15 (laughs) years ago
1: Oh, I just love Lisa Bravo. So, do you call her yeah. "baby gorgeous," or Jack, or Henry, or just her uh, no? I'm not as baby I'm
0: not as good as I'm not as good with nicknames. Like <laughs> I just you know I'm boring, so I'm I'm just yeah, you know, I think when I answer when I if she calls me I think I pick up and say hey babe you know <laughs> or something like that or sometimes I'll try and goof off and be like hey what's up hot stuff you know or something dumb like that but like I said I'm just so boring so it's just like Jack Henry and and Lisa
1: (laughs) no I love it um those are that was that's the end of my Lisa Barlow questions I just wanted to (laughs) make it light and fun a little bit before we get into this amazing what I think is an amazing and interesting topic um before I ask you wait okay I have so many things going because since the last time when we were supposed to record, I watched this documentary called Trust okay. No One. Have oh, you seen really? it? Oh, really? Okay.
0: No. Uh-uh. It's, What's on, a, oh.
1: it's on Netflix, and it's about okay. Jerry Cotton, the owner of Quadriga in Canada.
0: Okay. I'm not familiar with that.
1: Oh, my gosh. It basically... <laughs> well, Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like how people are going to listen to this and maybe I should explain what crypto is (laughs) first, but um, why don't we get the John Barlow version or definition or description of cryptocurrency and I'll fill in. Okay, sure.
0: So, you know, my, like I said, I'm, I'm still learning and and trying to figure things out. My understanding is to help wrap my mind around it is thinking of it as like investment funds. Right. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the way that we got introduced to crypto is our one of our really good friends, um, the people that we travel with a lot um, each year. Um, we're telling Lisa, they, uh, what was it? It's on one, a trip that Lisa went on with them to Florida or something. Anyway, he's Todd started talking to her and he's like, hey, I'm investing in this crypto that's going to be launching uh, sometime in the future called Pulse Chain. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you have to sacrifice for it you don't know if there's no guarantees, there's no paperwork, you know, but you hope that it's going to be big or something like that. So Lisa came home and all excited about this. And she's like, yeah, she's like, we got to get into this. You know, Todd's, Todd's giving us an opportunity. He said that he's putting together a a group and we can be part of this group. And she's like, pulse chain, pulse chain. I'm like, I don't, I said, okay. I I mean, Lisa's. That's
1: funny. I thought it was, I thought it would have came from you actually, that's interesting. I came from. No, Lisa.
0: no. So she's the one that, that started, but, but as, as we progressed, I was the one that started, you know, diving into it, trying to right. figure it all out and everything. Yeah. And so, you know, the whole sacrifice thing. So it's <laughs> essentially you're investing money in something that may be fake, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like what you probably saw on the Netflix. And, and so we joined the group with Todd, put uh, a decent amount of money in. And it, I view it as kind of an IPO. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're investing early and then hoping that when it launches, we get the benefits, you know, of being the early investors. Right. And so, um, you know, but we did this like last fall yeah. and with no idea when it's going to launch. We don't, we still don't even know. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm the, the guy that created Pulse Chain. Uh, are you familiar with Richard Hart? Have you heard it, that name before?
1: No, I'm writing it so, down now.
0: Yeah. Write that down. He's an interesting dude. Um, have you heard of Hex? No. Okay. So, <laughs> <Did> so <I? laughs> Hex, yeah, you might want to. Yeah. So Hex is um, the crypto that he created first. Okay. And I guess it's increased in the last two years over 35,000 times or something wow. like that. Is so, it? you know, wait, like,
1: it's worth 35,000 right now.
0: It's no, it's not worth 35,000. It's this is, this is the craziness of crypto. Yeah, I know. So I, I, think the, I think right now, one hex is like 15 cents. Okay. But when it launched, it was like 0. 0.00001 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So the people that had sacrificed for hex at that point, you know, to get to 15 cents, they, their money is multiplied, what, like a thousand times or something like that. Right. And so, you know, it's like kind of like Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the big buzzword right now. And that everybody knows about it. You know, I think right now it's like $42,000 roughly for one Bitcoin. At one point it was less than a dollar. So if you sacrificed (laughs) and you bought in at that point, you know, just think about it. And, and so um, anyway, Richard Hart, he's one that's created Pulse chain and he's created an an exchange called Pulse X. And so with Pulse Chain, you know, we had sacrificed in with that. Then I heard about Pulse X. So on my own, I did a small sacrifice for Pulse X to try to understand, get a better, you know, feeling of how all this works. I mean, to, to buy into a crypto, there's like two or three steps you have to take. And then to get us dollars out of it, there's two or three steps you got to back out of. And so I just wanted to figure that all out. Um, So I've, I've got like, a metamask wallet i have a coinbase um i've i'm on um uniswap um what else there's a few others and just trying to get an understanding of everything
1: yeah no so i actually this week i bought um so how i got started was i think in 2017 wait maybe around that time I didn't, like, Bitcoin was starting to get talked about more, but it was still yep. low, and I put in, like, like, $100 or something, uh-huh. and when I, and I, like, forgot about it. I didn't yeah. even, like, pay attention. Which is probably the best
0: thing you did. Yeah. <laughs> to forget.
1: And I went back, like, in, I don't remember, it was, like, last year or something, when it peaked, and I was, like, oh, my God, it's yeah. Like, had the craziest return, but then you know it dipped and then went yep. back up and then went down, and now we're like i don't know, kind of seeing a increase, but yeah what do you think um what do you think of the pattern in cryptocurrency right now
0: Oh my gosh, uh the way that I view it is i don't know if there is a pattern, I just think it's just a constant roller coaster I know it's um,
1: so weird I'm trying I- to figure it out like what what is yeah. causing it to go all the way up and then all the way down? I know after um, the the war started in Russia and Ukraine, it spiked a little bit, I think.
0: Yep. yeah, and that's what I saw.
1: People were starting to, you know, as they're evacuating the country, they're relying on cryptocurrency versus yeah. regular, you know, yep. money. And I mean, that's kind of what the benefit is for right is that decentralized yeah, well,
0: so my understanding too is that with the the crypto world sees it where instead of trading or using us dollars for as currency you're actually trading the crypto as the currency and I, that's where you know the kind of getting off the grid type feeling yeah. comes in because they're trying to kind of get around government you know mm. control and everything like that And so I see, I see some dips and spikes as I read articles about the government trying to, you know, tax cryptocurrency or somehow control it. And that's where it dips. And I think like with the war, um, they shut down the banks. I don't know if it was in Ukraine or in Russia or whatever. And that's where I think people were like, okay, well, I can maybe use crypto to purchase things. And I saw on, I'm not, I'm, I'm on like, I think I'm on Instagram and Facebook for the most part. Mm-hmm. I just got on Twitter uh, probably about four weeks ago to follow oh, Richard gosh. Hart um, because <laughs> you know Pulse Chain is supposedly launching soon, so I wanted to be oh. on top of that. And um,
1: careful on Twitter, by the a, way.
0: Oh, I trust me, I don't, I I am very careful. <laughs> um, but I, I saw somewhere on the, one of the crypto feeds that there was a restaurant that was opening up that was going to take accept HEX as currency oh. for, for food and everything and and so i think i don't know if it is trending that way or, or what um but it's been it has, yeah it's been very interesting
1: so what do you think okay i still don't really understand well i kind of understand minting and how oh gosh think, so like when you create for me like cryptocurrency is when you have a blockchain uh system right like a okay
0: yeah that's yeah and- I, that's what i think
1: and then you can and because there's multiple um users, they're all able to like check and balance each other so that yeah. we know for certain what the data is. And that's that's really the difference between traditional money and currency, right? Is that we don't really yeah. know the value of it. That's but, that's
0: my understanding. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's they in a way of like you said, checks and balances like tracking what people are doing yeah like Todd this the friend of mine that I was talking about I was with him what two or three weeks ago and he was actually telling me he's like just look up my address on I can't remember which blockchain it was but he's like you can look up my address and see what I'm doing and he's like just follow my patterns
1: Yeah, I um, like that because I'm a huge data hoarder are you okay like
0: I need, I need to be better at embarrassing
1: it. Embarrassing if some and I think it's easy to hoard data for me because no one ever sees it. Really, <laughs> like if <laughs> someone started working with me and saw all the things that I save, they'd be like, "You're a psycho." But that's so funny. <laughs> but um, that's why there's external hard drives. But yes, uh, yeah.
0: I, I think I have a hundred thumb drives that <laughs> I hide somewhere.
1: <laughs> so I like the idea of how. You, there's no room for error on this blockchain because you have everyone checking and balancing each other, and you can go and literally look things up. And then, people who validate that, those are the ones who get minted cryptocurrency. Is that correct? That's my understanding. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's my understanding. Like, because you have those validators or miners that are out there, yeah, that are essentially working to make sure that it's that it's, yeah. It's accurate or whatever.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's where,
0: true. and that's kind of where the like the Pulse chain and Richard Hart is coming in and trying to bolster up Pulse chain and Pulse X because there's those gas fees. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you paid attention to that, but like when you buy crypto or, 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 um, was it transfer it to USD or whatever, you have to pay all these different fees. Mm-hmm. And like Ethereum, which is really popular right now. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's around 3000 for one Ethereum or something like that. Yeah. The gas fees are crazy. Um, and whereas, and so Richard Hart is trying to create this platform where the gas fees will be reduced. And so right. we're not paying as much for the transactions and everything. Um, so and there's
1: Ethereum is going to go down in.
0: No, what? I don't, I don't think, I don't think it will. I think I, and I'm just basing it off of because of the popularity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, but there's always new cryptos like popping up left and right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you if you're on any discords, um, but I just got introduced to, to uh, I don't know how to
1: use it though. You're going to have to show me or connect me or something because I don't know how to use it.
0: The only thing I do on it. So uh, uh, another good friend of mine um, that we go back, I think like eight or nine years, but he moved from Utah probably like six or seven years ago. So anyway, we follow each other on Instagram, and uh, about the time that I we did the sacrifice for Pulse Chain, he was on his stories was showing all of these gains he made on crypto, and I'm talking like two, three hundred percent, all this. And mm-hmm. I just wrote on or sent a DM just saying, "Oh, that's so cool," you know, or something like that. And then he wrote back, he's like, "Hey, are you into crypto?" And told him what we had been doing, and everything. He's like, "Join this Discord." So he sent the invitation, and I just read, you know, yeah. what these people are doing yeah I, I don't understand any of it though I, don't I mean because you know they're talking about all these different acronyms and stuff yeah
1: and, it's like um, a whole different world and that's what like I think yeah. also intrigues me is because I'm like wait what what are they doing over there I kind of have yeah. a little bit of FOMO
0: <laughs> no well there's so speaking of FOMO um, <laughs> FTX I don't know if you're familiar with FTX but that's another um, I don't know if, you, if it's a blockchain or what it is but you know, along the lines of MetaMask and all that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Trevor, my, this friend of mine, he messaged me on Instagram and he's like, hey, have you gotten on FTX yet? And uh, I said, no, not yet. So then I went and got created an account.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it. I still
0: account. don't know how to use it or what I'm doing. <laughs> but, but talk what? about FOMO. Oh. He, he started posting pictures of how they've, on FTX, he's made three, 400% gains. <laughs> In the last like two weeks and i'm like and i even message him I'm like what am i missing what have i not done
1: yeah <laughs> i know right so, oh my gosh i'm on their website right now yeah. i'm totally gonna look into this way more but um so before we run out of time i want to quickly go into nft so nft sure. my understanding is it's a non-fungible token which really yeah. is like a digital piece of property <laughs> yeah I don't know how to say it like is that the right digital real estate no digital well
0: there is going to be digital there is digital real there's, estate yeah there is which digital is nuts real estate. I've yeah. heard of people I've heard of people like investing that. millions of dollars into dig- digital real estate
1: well Snoop has his own like metaverse Snoop Dogg yeah which by That's the nuts. way I posted and I manifested it I said I really need a collab with Snoop and Lisa Barlow <laughs> so i'm i'm putting it out in the universe nice Um, nice and even like paris hilton she's all about crypto and nfts i i have some paris hilton nfts
0: oh do you we we're we're possibly gonna come out with some beta nfts (gasps) um you know there's a couple different companies that we're talking to um yeah again the way that i have to wrap my head around nfts is it's like a trade a baseball card yeah. You know, it's it's something singular. The weird part, though, is anybody can take a picture of
1: yeah. your NFT,
0: but I guess they just don't have the actual address.
1: So the thing, so this is what I'm liking about NFTs and business as a whole is that people are starting to use them to almost like sell services and do yeah. it through the NFTs, which I don't know if if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because once that service is fulfilled or gone is that NFT worth anything? And there's some NFT, like in this cannabis crypto club, that's the only discord group that I'm in. But, and again, I don't know what they're talking about in there, but I know that they have NFTs. They had like, they made 10,000, they sold out in a year. Um, Each one is like a virtual weed plant, I want to say, or like with different characteristics. Like Different yeah. strains, or like you know, it's it grows it like takes different business.
0: colors and everything. Yeah,
1: just different characteristics. So it's like yep. a different um grow time, but you get a higher yield, or you know, like things okay. like that. So so there's competitions where people are taking their NFTs and they're like they're doing like virtual grows, and then they're wow. submitting those into cups, like cannabis cups. That there that are challenges to to say like whose NFT is the best or who's got the best you know like plant or wow. whatever and I'm like oh my god wow. I'm just like I can't believe this is going on and I'm like I'm having just the most major FOMO. Another thing that um I had a little bit of FOMO on, but I was like I don't really want to get into it on Twitter. There's like this housewives um, fantasy role play group. Wow. Okay. I try to get someone from there on the show to talk about it, but they literally like that's what they do. It's like playing games. And I started looking uh-huh. like I've been kind of into gaming. For, like I grew up on games. Um, okay. I was born in the 80s, so <laughs> I've seen the evolution of games, and I'm into technology, uh-huh. obviously. But um, the gaming industry is outdoing the music and like oh, television yeah. industry by huge yeah, leaps and bounds. Yes. Yeah. And then totally agree. the gaming community is the are the ones who are who are into these NFTs and into the metaverse and yeah. you know like doing that kind of stuff or the you know digital real estate. So I'm like super intrigued by that, by by that whole thing just from a business standpoint, because it feels like it's opening up so many opportunities. But yeah. um with that, speaking of opportunities, I am a cannabis advocate and I um, wanted to get your thoughts. Would the Barlows, considering, you know, cannabis is, there's a stigma behind it, but like Vita Tequila, you're an alcohol company, you're still a Mormon, there's a stigma behind that. Now that the laws are changing and opportunities are opening, would the Barlows ever consider going into the cannabis industry?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We've, we've actually talked about it, you know, I, so I, I get a daily newsletter in the spirits industry. You know what's going on, and everything, and they put out a weekly newsletter about the cannabis industry. And so I've been reading these newsletters uh, for the past probably two or three years, and just mind blowing. Um, you yeah. know, it's it's still very high level for me. I haven't gotten into the weeds on it or not to be not to be punny, <laughs> <laughs> but um, about it. But you know, just to see the different companies. You know, there's some companies now, um, I don't know if you're you're probably familiar, but Canopy is one. They're uh, they, they were one of the front runners. And if you go back, I think three or four years, their market cap was eight or 9 billion. Whereas now it's actually dropped to, and it's still not bad, but it's still, it's dropped to like two or 3 billion in market uh-huh. cap. Whereas some of these other companies um, have just t- overtaken like Canopy. There's like, I think True Green, there's a few of them out there. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it's something, you know, where we, as you've seen Lisa, she's very business-minded, you know, she and I are both business-minded and we, we try to look in the long term yeah. of things and everything. So, you know, it's something that we have, we've, we haven't had any opportunities, you know, to jump in or anything yet, but it's something that we definitely want to be opposed to.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. I knew you guys would be open to it. <laughs> But um, so you do have an NFT coming out with
0: um, uh, Vita soon. You know, we're working on we're with not soon. And when I say working on it, it's pretty low level. Uh, you know, it's kind of I think now that we talk about it, it's kind of been on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Um, just because the company that did the GM Groundhogs, that's who we started talking to. And I think you know, with us, you know, focusing on the Seltzer and Vita still. Yeah. And everything and they're focusing on some of their other stuff. It's not as important. But the the trying to figure out how that fits together, yeah, for me is a thing. You know, like you said, from a um relevance side, you know, once you said you, you mentioned, you know, once the service is done, is the NFT NFT still valuable? Yeah. You know, uh with Vita, and this is something I've been reading on the newsletters. There's some there are some spirits companies that are offering NFTs with bottles. And so It's just trying to figure out how, you know, how to, how to make it all work. Yeah. And so like, they've, I think some people like the bottle might be, they purchase a bottle of, you know, very rare cognac or something, for example, for I think $20,000, then they get an NFT, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And so it's just trying to figure out how it's going to all work together.
1: Um, Because in this cannabis cryptocurrency club, like they're. Their NFTs are continuing to increase in value because their community growing. Because yeah. they're like, these cups are like, people want it. Like, I want a crypto or a cannabis NFT. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out on something really fun.
0: Well, it's. Is, is this
1: it's, FOMO? It's... Is this all around FOMO? Is this like beanie babies?
0: It could be, it could be, but you know, the, the people that cashed in on Beanie Babies back in the day, you know, they made a ton. So it could be, I don't know. I mean, there's, um, so Jack, he, he's, is all in with NFTs and wanting NFTs and everything like that. And it's funny because a week ago he showed me a screenshot of of an NFT that he wanted us to buy a month ago. Uh And I actually tried buying it. It was like 95 bucks or whatever. I tried buying it, but I couldn't, uh, figure out how to make it work. You know, there's like three or four steps and I just couldn't get, make it happen. Anyway, he showed me the screenshot and it's worth like $2,300 now or something like that.
1: No And, way. and
0: so he, he, you know, he n- nicely nudged me and was like, yeah, we should have done it. And I'm like, I tried. <laughs> I wanted to. I <laughs>
1: know. I'm like, okay. So also since, um, you know, the last time we were supposed to record, there have been two Housewife NFTs that came out. Did you know that? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Which, yeah, which it, one? It, so Luann De La Sepp came out with her first NFT. And I think there were like okay. services that came with it, like something personal. I don't know. She like goes okay. with them or something. And then Dorinda Medley is the second person, second Housewife okay. to have an NFT release. So, and it looks like it's the same... Artist or company or whatever. So I'm okay. wondering if like Bravo partnered with a company to make these NFTs, or if this is like yeah. a side thing. I don't really know. Um, but,
0: huh? That's interesting. We we have talked about doing a Lisa NFT again with this with this company that did the GM Groundhogs. Um, it's well, it's just trying to make everything work. You know, I mean the the yeah. number of hours in the day,
1: um, I know, it's I know.
0: tough and. And it's, it's also, I've, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a company that is picking, you know, specific housewives to, to try to make something work. And yeah. so, because we've, with, with the GM Groundhogs, we, we actually are, the NBA All-Star Game is going to be in Salt Lake next year. And they're going to be doing a, some sort of event. And so we might part with, partner with them on Vita. And one of the ideas is to create a Vita or Lisa NFT That's going to go with tickets that are purchased. And so kind of like, kind of like what you said with the Luann, like if you have the NFT, then you get a bottle of Vita and a lunch with Lisa or something like that.
1: No, I love that. So
0: it's, it's, it's so there's, there's so many different areas, you know, know, aspects to all of this. It's crazy.
1: Well, that's why I'm like, I'm so excited for what's going on with cryptocurrency right now. And also the cannabis industry, because everything's changing and there's so many, like, there's so many opportunities. I feel like it's just a matter of being creative and business savvy and have that kind of, you know, mindset and figure out yeah. well, where's the, where's the gap and what's, where's the. Yeah. Yeah. So, Le- I'm Lisa,
0: someone, Lisa has, she's got great foresight, um, you know, with, with Vita, it was an opportunity that came to us uh, early 2000s. And, um, you know, a guy that I interned with in college, um, he told me, he's like, you know, graduate from college, get some experience, reach back out to me. We'll figure some things out because he was an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so after about three or four years of getting some good work experience, we reconnected and he's like, Hey, I've got a list of projects I'm working on. And one of them had to be with tequila. And, you know, I hadn't even had a sip of tequila at the time. So (laughs) I didn't know really a whole lot about it. And Lisa, you know, she's just like out of those different, you know, ten opportunities. She's like, I think tequila is going to be the one that has the longest running. And we make a joke about it because we were in tequila before it was cool. You know, we were in. <laughs> and we started our brand before The Rock did anything, before um, uh, what's uh, Kendall Montra? Jenner? Um, yeah, and George yeah. Clooney. Or, you know, um, what's
1: his name? Mark Cuban doesn't he have a tequila company?
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Michael Jordan owns tequila. I mean, everybody it's tequila is the, the hot topic these days, but yeah. we, you know, we were in it before it was cool. And is Lisa's the one that was like, I think this is going to be the, the one that lasts. And so, you know, she's, if you have any questions, definitely ask her because she's got the vision.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lisa's smart and savvy. I love that about her. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you to hang on after I stop record. or sure. After I stop recording and after this closing, because I want to, I was hoping I could get like a couple sound bites of you just saying like, hi, Jenny, and keep laying yeah. me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, thank you so much, John, for being here. Please tell Lisa I said hello and that I'm her biggest cheerleader.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: well, where can we all get Vita? Because that's the number one question that people ask me. Where yeah. can I get Vita, tequila?
0: That's so painful right now. You know, I mentioned the global glass shortage. So we had everything in line and we still do to be available in the Total Wine and More stores across the U.S., you know, right out of the gates. Mm -hmm. And they're they're not in every state, but they're in, I think, 24, 25 states across the U.S. The problem is, is we... And it's not just us, but there's a global glass crisis.
1: Yeah. Excuse well, me. And not so we can't get just glass, like everything right now. Everything. Like the Whole supply chain. Yeah. Just everything's messed boom. up.
0: Yeah. And we have, uh, we do have, so we've got our standard bottle, which is the one that we have right now because we rebranded four or five years ago. So this is a standard bottle, but we're actually coming out with a limited edition bottle. Yeah. Um, that's going to be available. It's going to have all of her sayings on it, at least right now from season oh. one. And, and we're hoping we'll be to do an that NFT. With- I know we need to do that, (laughs) but hopefully, hopefully Vita will be available. And then by, I don't know, within the next couple of months across the U S that's what we're hoping.
1: Can we order online?
0: No, it depends. It it depends on if total wine and more will ship to you. Um, And so, but we, we can't by law, like send direct to any consumers or or anything like that or sell to New York. Not right now we did when we launched but not right now
1: right really the only
0: availability right now is obviously utah um, but then also arizona texas and california but and that's in those total wine and more stores Mm. but i think it's sold out in a lot of those locations and so we're Mm. we're trying to get glass to get it back in the stores and get it across the u.s yeah but we as soon as we can we're we're planning on going out and Lisa can do some bottle signings and all that stuff at some of yeah. the stores and everything. So it'd be a lot of fun.